to your double dose of espresso for your attitude. A program all about the hashtag attitude shield mindset. This is a new operating script for your heart, mind, and soul. This script will pull the power from words you hear and say to energize you. There's no limit to the energy one can access this way. This script will also train you to respond to situations and not react. Have you ever made a decision that was driven by emotion that later you regretted or could not keep? Attitude Shield trains us how not to fall into that trap and so much more. Understand the following going in. A strong attitude shield cannot be built casually. Each one must be built personally and hardened by action. Then one must be trained to use it both defensively and offensively only after it's been forged in the fires of your heart and soul. It's so personal that once you have it, you'll never lose it. Who's this for? The serial entrepreneur, the dreamer, team builders, and anyone looking to grow from where they are into a person who's mentoring others as they sharpen their business mindset and are driven to succeed. Now your host and Attitude Shield mentor, David Parker. Hey, welcome to the next training session for Hashtag Attitude Shield Mindset where we work together to rewrite that operating script that we are using. Why? Because if the one we had right now had the power, the ability, and the structure to take us to our ultimate targets, it already would have. And since we're not there, we got to train on how to get there. we got to learn how to get from where we are to where we want to be. And for the last four training sessions, we've been talking on leadership. Now, we take words that we use a lot. We take words that mean something to us personally. We take words and we turn them into acronyms. That way we can pull the power, the energy, the strength out of the word and use it for our own mental power. So like I said, we've been working on leadership. We just finished up with the D, L-E-A-D. Now what's going on? We're into the E and the R, the second E. Now, one of the reasons I love the word leadership is because it has two E's. Because there's so many amazing, powerful words that start with E. Now, remember, I always train both sides of the fence. I always train what people want you to believe and what I think you need to know. If you look up different things about leadership, you're going to find some very confusing viewpoints. Like, I won't say their name because, A, I don't want you going there, and, B, I don't need a lawsuit. But there is a place on the website that literally says that E should stand for a word like empathy. That's an, they claim that it's an emotional intelligence. If you show empathy toward your the people that work for you, then they believe that your boss sees you as a better leader. In other words, it's not about who you are. It's about who the people that work with you or for you and your boss thinks you are. See, that's one of the problems nowadays. That's one of the downfalls of human society is we forgot to look in the mirror. We stopped putting ourselves up to a standard that we're going to drive to, which, by the way, is always higher than any other person's ever going to give you. And we changed it to this, well, what do they think of me crap? A leader 
knows that that's crap. A leader knows that if they spend their time trying to live up to the standards set by somebody else, that it's a waste of time. You're not a leader, you're a pleaser. Oh, please like me. Please think that I'm okay. Who cares? I've told you a thousand times. I'm going to tell you a million times more. What you say to you is more important than what anybody else ever says to you. And by the way, you will talk to yourself more than everybody else can bind. So why would you be listening? Sorry, ran down a buddy trail. But I cannot believe that these people are putting this stuff out. I can't, I can't believe that they're literally saying that you got to be this, you know, oh, I understand. I know you're having a hard time. Oh, my goodness. Pat you on the head. Touchy, touchy, touchy. You know, you ever look back over the last 70 years and looked at all the technological advances? You ever look back over the last 100 years, regardless of what country you're from, regardless of where you live, regardless of what you're doing, have you looked at the last 100 years of human development? Have you looked at all the successful things we humans have been able to do that we never did before in the last hundred years? Do you believe that we in the last hundred years have gotten better at sharing our feelings with one another? And if we have, has it given us a better edge, a sharper edge, more of a drive to get somewhere? Or are we all sitting around singing Kumbaya and hoping in the hard stuff passes because we're all so feely now? Why do I talk like that? Why do I say those kind of things? I don't know, because maybe we're within, what, 20 years of it being 100 years since Sigmund Freud passed? Now, wasn't he all kind of respected at one time because of some philosophy, some psychology things that he did, right? He talked about this is how we should be and here's why, right? I mean, think about it. This dude developed, you know, the therapeutic techniques like free association and transference and some other things like that, right? And he came up with a obvious complex. If I said that wrong, I'm sorry. But he sort of died in exile because people evolved. So having the ability to be have some empathy as a leader, sure. But is it a number one quality? I don't think so. I'd much rather work for a leader who's engaged, who is efficient, who excels at things. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you feel a whole lot better if the person you were working with maybe wasn't able to sit there and tell me all their little feelings, right, but was able to help me move forward and be more engaged as my leader or somebody helping me get somewhere, right? Isn't that a little more important? What I'm trying to tell you is it's just because some people are saying it, some people claim that this is what you need to be or that is what you need to be. That goes right back into who's going to talk to you more. You're going to talk to you or are they going to talk to you? You already know the answer. You talk to you. So you have to decide what you want to be. Which which acronym, what words for each letter of the word leadership means something to you? Is it empathy or is it engaged? Is it efficient 
and excellent, energized and excited, or touchy-feely? Hey, I don't want you to get me wrong. I am not telling you to be unemotional. I'm not trying to tell you to be a Vulcan off of Star Trek, 100% logic. I'm not telling you to be so disconnected from your own emotions that you can't make decisions based on anything but logic. I'm not trying to say that. What I'm trying to say to you is you have to decide what leadership means to you, and I'm telling you what it means to hashtag attitude shield. And the second E in leadership is all about being engaged. Engaged trumps empathy. Now, what do I mean by that? You to have empathy, you know, you have to be able to share your feelings and understand what other people are saying. But to be engaged also connects you that way. To be engaged means you're moving forward. You're connecting to the letter right before it, the D for the driven. Does that make sense? I hope it does. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. A leader is moving forward. A leader is making progress. A leader is looking in the mirror and saying to themselves, I can improve this way, and then they're doing something about it. A leader helps their people. I get it. 22 years in the military, there's plenty of times that I sat down on a chair or an MRE box, hood of a Humvee, and had long conversations with my soldiers. Most of the time because they were having an emotional time. You know, divorce rates in the Army are pretty freaking high. Suicide rates are pretty freaking high too. So you got to have the ability to talk. But those soldiers made better stride, better progress when their leaders were engaged, efficient, and could excel at things. Nobody wanted to follow the leader that wasn't good at something. At least not follow the leader on the thing they're not good at. Like, for example, I was never, well, in my 30s when I came back in the Army, I was not what you would call a marathon runner. Now, I could do what I had to do to pass and to qualify, but I wasn't one of the guys that was going to take you on a 12-mile run. So if they were looking for a good, long, hard run, they didn't come to me because I wasn't excelling in that. I was efficient, and I was engaged in my own physical fitness, but I didn't excel at it. You see the difference there? And I knew that. So I would break my platoons into groups that have running ability to help everybody get better. Because I was engaged with what they needed. See, a true leader spends less time worried about the small stuff, the tiny stuff, the individual tiny, eensy-weensy little changes on the screwdriver tip. And spends more time looking at how, how they can efficiently lead the people around them. How they can make big impact. So what do you think, what do you think works here better? Now, nature will tell you that it's sort of not exactly what I'm going to say here. So let's go with nature first. You can take a little bit of water, right? And you put it down in the tiny little crack of a rock. And when it freezes and expands, it can bust that rock in half. It can shatter that rock because water is efficient at expanding it excels at finding the way to go right and once ice gets engaged it's a rough time being in the military learning how these things about being an engaged and efficient leader some of the things you learn that is a big impact will get all the way down to the roots while a root impact may not make it back up to the boots 
Now, right now you're probably saying, what in the hell is he talking about? Sometimes it's a whole lot better to make a big impact on your soldiers that affects a lot of things versus the tiny ones. The tiny ones are where you're sitting on the hood. You're being engaged. You're sitting on the hood. You're sitting on the MREs. You're talking about stuff. But just because of the military doesn't make me a good leader. I'm not saying that at all. As a matter of fact, I've told this story a million times. One of my earliest punch in the head, no attitude shield having, wimpy little operating script memories of being in the Army was at Fort Campbell in 1985. That's right, 1985. I'm a private. I got no stripes on my uniform whatsoever. All I am is shiny boots in a uniform. I got nothing. My platoon is together, and they're doing what's called an AAR. stands for After Action Review. You hear me talk about it sometimes, calling it Lessons Learned. Anywho, and we're just getting berated. We suck at this. We suck at that. We got to get better at this. That thing sucks over there. You know, this goes on for quite a while. Remember, I'm a brand new private. I'm 18 squeaky years old. I don't know nothing. Toon Sergeant's like, anybody got a question? I raised my hand. He goes, what do you want, Private Parker? I said, how come it seems like all we ever do is bad stuff? We never do anything wrong. This guy exploded on me in a manner that even caught me off guard, in a manner that I literally balled up my fist because I thought we were about to fight. Why do you always say that stuff? Why are you always doing do this? Why, why, why? Attack, 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 attack. I still remember this mother freaker's name. He could not, he did not have the ability to take a question. He was inefficient at leading. He excelled at yelling, not leading. His engagement was something you didn't want because he was a piece of garbage that couldn't figure out water from ice. I had never asked that question before. I'm brand new. I had never been through an AAR before. I didn't know anything. To rip my skull off, and then, of course, you know, the push-ups and the other things that came afterwards, because I asked the question, was an absolute perfect example of toxic leadership. So when I tell you that I was living in the Army, I want you to understand and recognize something. I don't look at the Army as anything more than a learning environment that I spent 22 years in. I don't look at military leadership as the greatest type of leadership in the world. I really do not. I look at it, again, as I said, as a class because my 22 years I stayed engaged. I did my best to be as efficient as possible, and I always worked to excel. Hence the retiring at the rank I got to. You don't get to these ranks by just sitting around and hoping things go by. Now, where am I going with all this? The second E. Stands for whatever E-word you want. Excitement, energy, efficient, engaged, as we've talked about. Even empathy if you choose. But it's up to you because whatever word you choose, see, this is part of the Attitude Shield rewriting here. Think about it. You take a word like leadership, you break it into an acronym, you give each letter another word, which gives it more energy because you hear it in the back of your mind. Every time you walk by a leadership poster, you hear whatever you say. Every time you think about leadership, you hear what you say. 
This keeps your mind saying positive things. This is the key to it. I want you to be engaged with yourself. I want you to become efficient at being able to pull the power of words by making them acronyms. It's all part of the operating rewrite. Completely part of it. Basically what you're doing, as I've tried to explain to you before, is you're taking that four million no's that you heard as a child. Remember the UCLA survey from a few years ago. Now this was something I looked up around 2005. It was a few years before that. said that the average one-year-old child, here's the word no, more than 400 times a day. Now you say to yourself, that's exaggeration. It can't be. That doesn't make any sense. But you look at a kid, the toddlers usually no. We usually don't say no. We say no, no, no. There's three in three seconds. If the child's crazy active, it could be 50 in 50 seconds. No, 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 no. Right? Well, how about the rest of your life? So you have to be efficient at being engaged at fighting all the things you've been told no about. How about how about on Facebook? I love it. There's a couple of people on Facebook. Remember, I like, respect multi-level marketers. I respect people who build teams. I don't care what the meaning of it, how they do it, why they do it. I respect people who build teams. I really do. But I have to be entertained because this is how I engage my brain with some of the stuff that I see on social media. Facebook, for example. Right? There's a guy on, on my Facebook that changes multi-level markets faster than I can come up with acronyms for words. But when you talk to him about something, he's always like, yeah, I respect you and I know you into things, but uh, I'm not doing that right now. It's like I was working with a group a couple of years ago, and somehow they picked for the spokesperson of their entire company somebody who's never done anything. He was a good speaker, but he actually had no quantification. But that doesn't matter. But, they, but neither one of these two guys are ever engaged. They don't excel at anything except changing what they do. They don't, they, they're not efficient leaders because they're working on a bad operating script. You don't, it's the hardest thing. It, it makes me stand there and shake my head. I actually have empathy for them. I feel bad a little bit because their operating scripts are so tore up and they don't even know it. Listen, everybody has a bad day. Everybody has a day where they engage with the bad, negative stuff. We all do it. I've done it. I'm admitting to you right now I've done it. Oh, my gosh, have I done it. That doesn't mean you go on Facebook and post about it. And then five minutes later, the next day, you put some positive thing on about your network marketing. That don't make no sense. That'd be like somebody, you know, let's say you're the coach for Michael Jordan and you're helping him shoot free throws, right? Michael Jordan had coaches for that. Michael Jordan was a genius. He had coaches for everything. But just say you're Michael Jordan's basketball coach and you're working on free throws and he has a bad day. So you come home and you put on Facebook, man, I worked with him all day long and today he just sucks. He just sucks. Hope I can go to bed and feel better tomorrow because he sucks. And then you get up the next day. And you're like, yeah, I gotta go work with these other people because they're so great. People are gonna look at you like, you know, you're crazy. They're gonna look at you like, you know what, dude, you can have a bad day. You know what, lady, you can have a bad day. But don't be a phony baloney. Don't be full of crap. 
Don't be trying to pump us full of positive energy. Don't be trying to engage me positively one second and engage me negatively the next and expect me to see you as a leader. Remember, we're not talking managers. I got no use for managers. I really don't. I run a restaurant consulting company, and we have a lot of managers positions in those restaurants. But I still treat them like leaders. Because remember, I've taught you, managers can't lead, but leaders can manage. You have to be careful with how you present yourself. Do you want to build a team? Do you want to help other people succeed? Do you understand, whether it's been through this training or any other kind of training, a book, a video, YouTube, some other podcast, that every one of the letters in the word leadership needs to be a word that shows how you actually act. One of the most impactful people in the last few years of my life said, I can tell you about yourself by looking at about how you do one thing. I'll watch you do one thing consistently, and I can tell you how the rest of your life is. I didn't understand that at first, and now I get it. If you're half-stepping, you're always half-stepping. If you're short-cutting, you're always short-cutting. If you're not engaged all the time, you're never engaged. If you're only efficient some of the time, you're not efficient. If you only excel at a couple of things, you're not excelling. Slow it back down. Slow back down. Start being really good one thing at a time. In other words, work hard at fixing whatever it is you need to work on. But do it in silence. Because when the success makes the noise for you, even deaf people can hear it better. Remember that every minute, every moment, every second you live in the past, you waste today. You waste right now. You waste the presence, the present. Every time you're not engaged or efficient or excelling, you're going backwards. Right? Remember. Remember this positive thought. Remember part of rewriting your operating script is having conversations with yourself. I like having this conversation with myself. I'll say, hey, David, did you know... That by thinking one positive thought when you get out of bed every morning, that I can, you, I can trick our brain into being a happier person? It's a fact. By thinking one positive thought every morning, by engaging your new operating script in positivity, by being efficient at reminding yourself of why you're doing things, at excelling in talking to yourself. You can train your brain to make you a happier person. So if you can lead you, it's easier to lead others. But we're going to talk more about that the next time we train, which should be next week, right? should be listening to this one here on October. That's right. Didn't have my glasses on. Ninth. So the next time I'm going to talk to you is the 12th. And we're going to move on to the R in the, in leadership. Right? We're going to move on to the R. Between now and then, keep that attitude shield shiny. Keep it between you and all the negative garbage and all the naysayers. Keep your eyes focused on the ultimate target. Keep hunting those targets down. Because the ultimate life that you want is right there. All you got to do is write the script and walk through the barriers. See you later. 
You've been listening to Attitude Shield, your double dose of espresso for your attitude. The new operating script for your heart, mind, and soul. In today's crazy busy world, we thank you for spending the time with us as we train together on how to forge and use our attitude shields. Check us out on Facebook and on the web at www.attitudeshield.com. Again, thanks for spending this time with us. Between now and when we talk again, keep those shields up, eyes on the target, and always be moving towards your dreams.